Last we left our heroes, you'd face down the Duke Katha and his frigid compatriots inside the fallen ice titan Cryonarx. Sadly, Lucius and the Mind Flayer Varak fled before they could be put down, and your party was left empty-handed in your initial pursuit. However, through Gord's powerful magic, you did manage to have control over the Jarl of the Frost Giants, and you uh, sought to force him to answer some of your questions, trying to learn where your foes would flee to and how they could, uh, how you could handle this now powered up ritual of winter. Ultimately, he provided some answers, but not enough for what you uh, were looking for. And with him under your control, it was easy enough for him to be felled by your blades and magic. With the ritual of perpetual winter seemingly underway, you returned to Senelise. Here you saw the Summer Queen visibly feeling the effects of this completed ritual and an obvious sense of worry setting in. Uh, and thus you discussed your path forward. With the ring seemingly the key to this ritual and the crow having absconded with it and the Warden of the Fae, pursuing them became the immediate goal. Knowing this, uh, Titania brought forth a drastic option. Using the bulk of her magic and drawing from the light imbuing her chosen few, she could bend the Shroud of Time that encases the Feywild from the other planes and could in fact send you to your assailants utilizing the blood of Varak as a focusing agent. Doing so, you could conceivably arrive mere moments past the time they fled this plane themselves and pursue them before they were granted a full rest or time to gather more allies. Given the advantage this granted, the cost was found acceptable, and you briefly rested, prepared yourselves, and were sent through Titania's means with an hour of power left to Valentine, in which you needed to complete your mission and flee before his connection to Titania and the Fae would lie dormant for a time. As you shifted through the plains, you found yourselves once more in the lower plains, in the depths of the Nine Hells, the lair of Malbolg in which the Hag Countess Malagard holds sway. The magic, focused on the Mind Flayer's blood, brought you to the edge of this cave, and within you found the lair of Lucius, the Duke Kafka. Quickly, you fell into more combat with your foes. Uh, knowing time was of the essence, and your enemies would be weakened and depleted of their most powerful magic, you struck fast and struck hard. Hondo, very early on, sought out Varak and slit his throat clean with Whisper. As he did, the Mind Flayer fell, and the blade erupted with shadow and force energy as it fully found connection with Hondo as its wielder and erupted into an its exalted form. Uh, without his largest spells or the Ring of Winter's power, the crow elected to keep on the move, jumping between the lair and the ethereal plane using a blink spell, and in his moments within the lair, utilized several items and objects of weird magic to his advantage to keep you all busy. However, none of what he could throw at you seemed to deter your focus. Putting down his summoned allies with ease, you held on for a moment where the crow would reveal himself, and as he did, arrows and magic were loosed, but it was Valentine's Eldritch Blast that struck most true. The crow's form burning away beneath the brunt of the force energy of the Summer Queen's Chosen, leaving behind only a pile of ash, the leather armor falling to the ground empty, and the clatter of a golden ring and hard stone. And this is where we begin tonight. What do you guys do? I want to rush down on Fern towards the ashes of him. You descend quickly and rapidly dismount Fern. You see the um, this kind of thick leathery cloak cascade down over. You can see bits of the armor um, kind of sticking out from beneath, but kind of all around there's this haze of gray and and this fine dust ash kind of permeating the air. Um, do I see the Ring of Winter? 
make an investigation check. I think this is still a disadvantage though, right? Or is that uh, something else? Are you exhausted or you just have disadvantage on charisma checks? Oh, it's charisma checks, you're right. So that was 19. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, plus seven is 26. Yeah, remember the modifiers, they're important. <laughs> I was just too excited to roll a 19. <laughs> um, you dismount Fern and quickly already eyeing uh, very obviously the leathers of the Warden of the Fae remain um, and just kind of quickly with a boot kick over the 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 cloak just a little out of the way um, and you do not see any form of the crow remain um, but you also don't see the ring within this cloud of ash and you begin to quickly just scan around and through just the flicker of flame as some torches still alight the space and uh, a wall of flame off to the left side of the room uh, begins to just fizzle down now. You see the glint of uh, a firelight in a ring of gold that is still crested with um, this perpetual frost. Uh, just kind of fallen off to the side on the dark stone just beneath like a curtain almost, but in shadow, but still found by you. Can I try and rush up to it? It's, it's maybe, it's rolled maybe like five mm. feet away, um, but you can get there in a minute. I'll just try and mage hand it into the bag of holding. Okay. Easily enough, your mage hand scoops it up, pops it in the bag. I admit, that was a scary moment when I, when Valentine thought Hondo could get to that ring before he could, and who knows what the fuck would happen there. Uh, Jesus. Uh, does this, like, ashy, smoky stuff, like, does it resemble anything when we were dealing with undead before, when it was, like, vampires turning to mist or anything like that? Um, no. I, I, without even making a check, this just seems like you watched his form, like, crumble and crack and burn away, and this seems like a natural, uh, though a natural f way it happened. Um, just cloud of ash and dust of a, of a burning away remains. Okay. Um, it doesn't look like a, a moving sentient cloud in any way. Just scatter. Uh, you, you guys all okay? Everyone okay? Mary was like set on fire there for a second. Is she all right? Mary's singed. also on a work call, but I assume she's okay. She's a little singed, but otherwise fine. Yeah, everyone else, you okay? Hondo, you good? I am better than good. I am very good. Why don't we got to get out of here quick? So if you guys want to look around, Hondo, don't drink anything or throw anything, but maybe we can look around and loot this place before we get the fuck out of here. Yeah, to refresh your, your minds, you guys have only been in hell and within this lair for about 10 minutes from time of arrival to scouting and making sure that it was safe and clear to get through and then immediately falling into into a fight. 10 minutes at most of your, of your you know, rough hour. So you have 50, 45 minutes to 50 minutes to investigate and presumably flee. There, I, I remember those potions on the side there. I see them there. Um, Gord, why don't you go try some? See if there are any, uh, you know, make you superhuman or, you know, some great power. 
don't drink anything. That's I specifically said, do not drink anything. He's a party pooper. Don't listen to him. Go try, try. Gordon, I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> Hondo, you don't be incorrigible to this. It's a bad idea. We live by. I our- will. I will start trying to put the Warden of the Fae. Can you describe what the Warden of the Fae looks like? I mean, we've seen it on it, but never up close. Yeah, you've seen it before, but now as you kind of get it, um, I'm debating sending you a picture, but I won't. Um, you actually Gord put get in the to chat kind of- too, by the way. He only drinks liquid Turkish delight, Hondo. So. Yeah, so it's perfect. It's the Arendelle delight, they call it. It's a great potion, the way it looks like God. It's gross. Um... <laughs> As you stoop down and begin to kind of scoop up the pieces, it is individual pieces, though some of them are are connected by straps of leather and and clasped together properly. Um, But there is a a large kind of breastplate of all of of this, this brown leather that you can see as you kind of lift up beneath the, the flicker of firelight. You can see it's almost got a green sheen to it. Um, and it's intricate scroll work um, across all of the pieces um, is done in, so the incent, the indent of the actual scroll work almost glimmers with this kind of green, and it's all feathers and leaves, and it's all just very intricately done. Um, and you can see across the pauldrons and across the two bracers, um, a um, more intricately done feathers and bone um, and all kind of all the clasp areas are these kind of different multicolored looking leaves of various different kinds of trees. Um, it is a a beautiful piece of um, of leather work, and kind of together um, you can envision it as you've seen it um, displayed before, uh, but up close you can envision it. Kind of you see the pressed image of like crashing wave and a wreath of spiraling vines kind of cover the chest plate and you can see it all kind of when all put together kind of intricately weave together this kind of um collage or um array of intricate scroll work and and leaves and branches that all interconnect and reach down to this insignia at the chest piece sorry if this is an unobservant question but I feel like you've described that before, and I wasn't sure if that was for the Warden of the Fae, or have we just seen that symbol somewhere else? You've seen that symbol before. Yeah. Where Do we know where that was? Make a religion check. <clears throat> not as good. 12. Uh, 12 is enough. This is not a particularly difficult symbol. Um, you've seen it quite a few places as the symbol of Melora, um, mm. the kind of religious symbol of, of her, this... A, a kind of multi, uh, um, combination of symbols, this crashing wave and wreath of spiraling vines with kind of golden uh, accents and these different colored leaves of many different trees. It's all this kind of spiral circle of life kind of motif. Um, you've seen it in Endora. Um, you've seen it all through the Vale. Um, it pops up in, in Verdancia. Um, Back a long time ago, when you guys were in Rogue Point, you met a paladin of Melora, um, who was an ally of yours for a short time on on your adventures. Um, oh yeah, that guy. He was pretty yeah. good. He was all right. 
He's all right. Uh, you haven't heard from him since Rogue Point yeah, was destroyed. Dead. Yeah, he's probably dead. But you, uh, you've definitely seen the symbol of Melora, though this one seems a little different from the majority of them. Um, you note that, but it is very obviously um, the symbol of Melora, the Wild Mother. Wild Mother, great. Cool. Uh, Gord, you go over to check out the kind of apothecary rack. Uh, and Mary put in the chat too. She'd love to do a investigation on something. Uh, sure. I just want to. Is is Brock here? Yep. Do you want to go check out that apothecary rack, like Kevin suggested, or like Hondo suggested, or are you doing something else? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, throw me an investigation check for that. Um, Mary, you can see you're on the opposite side of the room. Um, the wall of flame now kind of fizzling away. Um, and. Uh, if you want to check out either the left side of the room, there was a desk kind of area at the at like the far side of the room, um, and there's just kind of a couple of little bits and bobs in the middle section of the room. Yeah, I believe um, that's where he like pulled a scroll from, right? It was from that mm-hmm. desk. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely want to look around there. Sure. So throw an investigation check for over there. Uh, and either of you can just tell me when you get a roll. Yeah, that's a twenty-six. Okay. Oof. Uh, Mary, as you go over, um, you kind of kick through the bodies of the, uh, actually there are no bodies, as you make your way over to the area um, where this wall of fire once burned, um, you kick through some sludge that once were some of these um, enemies you battled um, in the battle that seem now to be kind of dissolving away. Um, in some kind of gross and it kind of begins to smell as you make your way back across. Um, it's a pungent um, like brimstone uh, scent that mingles in very well with the kind of burning of parchment and wood um, as you make your way up onto this other side. Um, and you rolled a 26, you said? Correct. Yeah, so you... Um, you see a couple of things. Um, on a lectern of aged bone, uh, at least what it seems to be, you see um, what once was a, uh, a full book that seemed to be open that you happened to, you, you noticed while you were kind of fighting. Um, it was open to a page. Most of the book now has burned away, um, but this page is kind of left alone and you can see it's singeing on the edges um, and you can see it's this flourishing script uh, it's been hastily written uh, though you still see this this parchment um, that was of some it seemed of some importance um, and kind of taking note of that you quickly look around the space and see a lot of the desk and lectern papers parchment books a lot of burned and crispy uh, you don't see a lot. However, there is a small um, kind of cascading box um, where you can see a handful of rolled uh, pieces of parchment that seem to be protected from the elements. Um, you can see they still kind of smell like they were singed, but you see no obvious sign of actual flame having done any damage to them and it kind of rings true of some kind of protection either a magical one or um some something was applied to them in some way um and as you quickly look through you see there are uh four 
um, rolls of parchment. And as you look through, each of them have symbols and sigils of magic that you have no fucking clue what they are, but you have four um, assorted spell scrolls and this um, odd first piece of parchment. Okay, cool. I'll just gather it all to look at later because I know we time Okay. Uh, Gord, what was your investigation check on the other side? Nine. Nine? Yep. Um, easily enough, you can see as you make your way up there, There were uh, there's a bunch of just shattered glass all around here. Um, whether through the battle, you're not sure, but you can see there was some that was already here when you first entered. Seemed like a lot of the stuff that was in this area was initially rifled through for your foes to try and heal themselves up. Um, but you do find two rather large, familiar looking healing potions, um, the familiar red glittering liquid within, um, but they seem heftier than a standard potion. Um, you, you find two um, superior healing potions. Someone write that down because we always fuck up when we get potions. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mary, you had a good call there. I don't want to be the one to do it, but someone should uh, look over. What's this guy's name? Kurvac? I'll look at Vrac. Okay. Your boy. Throw an investigation check. All right. I'm also not doing anything, so I can go and investigate somewhere. There's um, kind of the far side. There was like another set of desks and, and kind of things. Do you want to throw an investigation check up there, Allie? Sure. So it's 10 plus 11, 21. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, Varak doesn't seem to have a whole lot on him. Um, he wears um, kind of a, a breastplate of metal that seems kind of a tailored um, spiked uh, breastplate that is in well, it is in good condition still, relatively good condition. Uh, obviously a little battle worn, but nothing worse than anything you guys have worn. Um, but unfortunately he seems not to carry anything in his pockets or um, anything on his person, unfortunately. Um, question, mm -hmm. is Fern with us right now? Uh, or... Fern is presumably with Valentine over in the corner. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut like up Vrak into really small pieces okay. and I'm going to feed it to Fern. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take you a little bit of time to start like cutting them up. And this has all been like investigation of 20, 30 minutes by the time all of this is said and done. Um, maybe we'll say 20 minutes so far. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely take as much time as you want to try and start cutting them up. I'll cut them up into like sushi. Sure. And then I'll, you look hungry. <laughs> and I haven't told Valentine. I, I just come up to him and I eat, eat. Do I have to roll a persuasion check to see if he'll eat it? Uh, I think this would more be an animal handling check at disadvantage. Wait, I have the animal handling uh, abilities, don't I? I mean, everyone has animal handling ability. Like, you mean the ring of animal influence? I don't know if you're attuned to it. I have the glove. I have the ring. I... You have a no, lot. Have I don't lot think you items. are actually attuned to the ring of animal influence. Um, and also, technically, Fern doesn't count against that as a, um, a fey mount of one of your allies. But roll animal handling at disadvantage for me. Roll again. Take the lower. Uh, Allie, what was your investigation? 17. All right, uh, and Kevin, okay, so total. <clears throat> plus four, 13. Okay. Um, I would say Fern 
Fern responds to you, and like as you kind of beckon him over, he would come over for there's no reason for him to 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 ignore you, as Valentine has not given any specific instruction. Um, but Fern does not even try to lick or take a nibble of of his any of this aberration. Uh, he just kind of continuously he sits <laughs> and he like he's as tall as you while he's sitting. Um, so you're just constantly trying to feed little bits of, of Varak to Fern, but he just kind of sits and stares, does a little head cock, head cock the other way, looks over at Valentine, looks back at you, but doesn't seem to be doing anything, unfortunately. There are no other animals here, are there? <laughs> um, make a perception check, actually. As Allie, you oh make my your way God, up is there another creature here? onto the kind of upper level here, uh, plus your perception, Kev. Um, Ali, you find a couple of weird things. Um, over a quick look over, you see two dolls that, like voodoo doll-esque, and they kind of, as you get close, you hear kind of faint whispering voices, two distinct feminine kind of voices. One is kind of low and hushed and just, and you can't quite make out what she's saying, and the other is a little bit more shrill, but you still can't quite make it out. Um, they're on one side. You see a uh, a small chest about a foot in length, um, and maybe about maybe about a foot by a foot chest um, that is closed on top of a desk. Uh, there's an alchemy desk that it's on top of, uh, and you see lots of the accoutrement you'd expect. Eyes and jars and fingers uh, as candlestick holders uh, with thin wicks coming out of the tips of the fingers. You see jars holding bits of animals and grizzly-looking things, tentacles. Um, nothing you're necessarily unfamiliar with, but it is somewhat unsettling. Um, and you see um, just like a, a big grouping, like a spiraling of chain um, and uh, a, a pile of bones. Um, and as you kind of continue your scan, uh, at the same time, Hondo, you turn just in time for Ali to kind of get close to this iron cage about the size of um, like, a, like a bird cage size. And inside, as soon as Ali, you look up and Honda, you catch this at the exact same time, you see three undead looking crows that immediately begin to just caw loudly and, and horribly just screeching. But you can see like bone beneath and their eyes are gray and some missing eyes um, and their, their feathers are, are mottled and just falling out in many different ways. They're clearly sickly or dead. I, I cawing horribly. At them. Okay, what well, they they begin to eat as you throw it. They, <laughs> they begin to immediately start eating the mind flare. And I look at Fern like, see what they're missing? It's delicious. Fern just cocks his head the other way this time. Uh, Allie, do you do anything with your new finds? Uh, I will. I'll kind of pick up the chest and just, mm -hmm. like, I'll carry it because I'm going to bring it down to show everybody. I'm not going to open it, but I'll, I'll bring it down to show everyone. Sure. And I'll just kind of call over to everyone and say, Hey, uh, I think these dolls over here are talking. I think the dolls are talking? 
Oh, and this place is really creepy. Fuck yeah. this place. I throw a piece of mind flare at them. Will they eat? eat? It's not a bad idea. I Can someone just set them on fire? You don't see anything react in any way, but the, the crows are now kind of fighting to get out of the cage. You see the cage kind of dangerously wobbling on top of the shelf. Mary, when you destroyed that mirror, things went bad. I don't know if we should fuck with these. I don't know if we should destroy can them. Someone, could someone who knows magic just look at them real quick? They're creeping me out, and I just want to make sure they're not... I'll try and yeah. check them out. Okay. Don't um, touch them. You said touch them? Uh, as you get closer, what are you trying to do? Just discern... I don't even know. <laughs> uh, Mary, <laughs> do you think these are trapped? Like, without touching them, do you think they're trapped? Do you think we should just... I was just trying to figure out what the fuck they are. Like... I don't know. Don't they look tell. Like... Couldn't things have like souls in them or something? I, don't I was know. just gonna say. Do you think maybe they've got trapped souls in them? In which case, I was don't... wondering if. Sorry to cut you off. Keep going. Yeah, no. I was just gonna say we don't want to leave them or anything like that, just in case they're innocent souls or something. But I we don't want to tamper with them either. Do, do these look like the winter hags? Uh, okay. In this case, make an investigation check to get close enough just to identify what what it is they look like. <clears throat> Not great, but I add a lot to perception. Investigation. Never mind. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. Uh, with the thought of these may be recreations of these burr hags, um, you climb the stairs up onto this secondary platform, and you hear the crows battering against their cage on the one side, and you look over towards these dolls, and they're kind of in shadow. You get close. Um, and you begin to hear the whispers as you get closer and they have distinct voices um, but they don't sound familiar but you can't quite make out what they look like so you get a little closer and as you get at the edge of the desk where they're sitting they both sit up and shriek into your mind did you just make a wisdom saving throw? oh this might have been a bad idea 16. That's a success. Um, uh, they both you take 10 points of psychic damage um, as they both just shriek into your mind this horrible screaming melody um that you could imagine would strike fear into uh, into someone who is not familiar with these horrible haggish things. Um, and then they both fall back in a way. Um, you take a step back and the whispers kind of fade. Uh, the whispers were still active when I stepped away though? Like they're still kind of like- uh, No, they, they stop as you finish this kind of psychic blast to your mind. Oof. Yeah, just don't fuck with those. I don't know. They're like trapped. Or everything here is bad. We're we're in literal hell. We need to get out of here. Brawley, what are you carrying there? You find something? Yeah, I've just got a chest here, but I was thinking maybe not open it up in here. Maybe somewhere later, and maybe Hondo, could you take a look at it, see if it's trapped? Why don't we do that back in? Let's let's check out some of the loot back in good soil, not still here in one of these layers of hell. Yeah, let's try and get out if we can. 
Gordo, you find anything? Just some potions. Are you upset at all that Hondo just chopped up a perfectly good zombie that you were using? No, it seems on brand. <laughs> forgot, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> I would have not done that. He was a perfect zombie. Oh. He wasn't going to shake his head. No. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> um. I don't know what to do here. Is there any, Mary collected some parchment. Is there any, like, I'm wondering if we should burn this place down before we go. Like, what do you think, Mary? Mary is taking another call, I Mary's believe. taking another astral call, okay. She's just kind of staring <laughs> around the place and just shaking her head. Make an intelligence check. Hmm. 16 on the dice plus two is 18. Um. You look around the space and the idea of, of burning it down, you could you could damage some of the stuff here, but it's still in hell. Like you're not gonna destroy the structure, you're not going to leave anything that you're not gonna destroy anything of value that you haven't already taken. But don't stop you from having a good time. And you've at about 45 to 50 minutes of time spent. I think I will take out, I'll rip a piece of paper out off of my like notebook and quickly just take out um, a quill and I'll just write like on the piece of paper, um, I'll write something like enough shadow sun blood has been spilt. We don't want a war. Uh, please end this foolish conquest. And then I'll sign it one of the last half eggs. Okay. Enough shadow, sudden blood spilt. We don't want a war. Um, what was the last line you wrote? Um, please end this foolish conquest. Enough shadow, sun, enough shadow, sun blood has been spilt. We don't want a war. Please end this foolish conquest. Okay. Val was just writing that down, Mary. I can see you're, mm, you've come to your you. senses after staring off so pensive. <laughs> Back for good now. Work stuff's done. <laughs> uh, where do you and then I'll now? just, um, I'll put it, he's just literal ashes, right? There's nothing left of his body. There's still his cloak, but you didn't discern anything special about it. It's literally just a thick leather I'll just leave cloak. it on the cloak. Yeah, I'll just leave it on the cloak. But yeah, there's no part of him remaining. Um, and then before I go, I'm just, no, I don't want to fucking, I was going to try and eldritch blast those crows, but I just want to get out of here. I don't want anything bad to go on. So I'll just be like, all right, guys, sorry, Mary, what? I was just, I want to take a quick look at that piece of paper now that I'm actually back. 
um, before we go in case it has any, who knows, I could have a clue about something else that's here. Oh, take it, take it. Bring it. I took, I have it. I just want to read it or see oh, if I can read it. She hasn't read it yet. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, in um, a language that you, um, what languages do you, re- do you speak? Probably not these ones. Uh, Elvish, uh, Orcish, and Halfling. Um, I would just say I forgot to mention this Lavender would just be following you everywhere you go probably <laughs> she's just literally trailing behind you at all times if, I, if I don't one. if I can't read it I know there's people who have ways to read things so I would just bring it to the group and say does anyone understand this or can anyone understand this yeah this is not a language you understand though it is one you recognize as um, one of the lower planes scripts um, Abyssal Infernal potentially under common in, in a kind or deep speech, uh, but not one that you understand. Okay. Um, just show the group. Found this. Looked important. Can anyone read it? Should we take a very quick look before we leave in case it gives us some big-ass clue? Who fucking knows? I do want to get the fuck out of here, though, so fast would be better than... I don't know. I speak under common. It's not under common. But oh, that is not it. Show it to the group. She also has... Does she have any firsts left? I mean, yes, I could. This is way too gesture sounding. <laughs> uh, let me look that up. Comprehend languages. Didn't she take a spell like that? I know Hondo has the ring. She has comprehend languages. Yeah, you should have comprehend languages. I do. First, I think. I do. Oh yeah, I you, do have it. Well, like, Hondo, if you have Hondo the charges as well, if you have the charges left, you can read it too. Uh, I think I. I don't think I. Wait, I did it. Did I use them for the frost giants? I think I might have. Uh, yeah, you have, I think you have three. You have three charges, so you should be good. I'll do it. So okay. does Lavender. She doesn't trust you. <laughs> uh, as Mary is just kind of holding the parchment to the group, uh, Honda, you cast through your ring, and Lavender casts naturally through her uh, sorceress abilities. Um, and both of you watch as the script turns from these harsh hash marks of what you... Uh, Honda, you've seen this before in the Infernal Contract you once signed, um, of Infernal script, indeed. And it turns and shifts to a language you understand. And it reads what looks like part of a larger book, though this has been like written quickly and hastily, though still in a rather nice and fancy kind of text. And nice ink, you notice as well. All of you notice that. Um, but <clears throat> it reads, As above and so below, when hellfire reigns, the suns shall grow. In realms above and realms below, shadow and blood strike their blow. When reign of the god-king expands, so shall too the countess's lands. But should the spawn turned enemy fight, then blood of Malagard fate ignites. Sorry, what was that last? Blood of Malagard what? Malagard fate ignites. Can you paste that somewhere so I can copy it down? Thank you. I'll put it in the chat here. And if you sign up for our Patreon, we will send you that text as well. <laughs> our non-existent Patreon. It's a $20 buy-in. <laughs> Interesting. Let's just take it. <laughs> Let's take that as well. Mary yeah. still has it, but mm-hmm. now you guys can understand it. Did you, Hondo or Lavender, read aloud to the group or just personally read it to yourselves and not? Wait, oh, so we're both doing it. Yeah. Well, 
I, I'll be like, I don't know what she's going to do. I'll read it to everyone because I'm a man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> Lavender will mockingly read every sentence you read after. As above. Echo version of the, so below. Of, the, of the paragraph here. Um, but now you know that. And you, from what you gather from your group, you're at 50 minutes. You still got about 10 minutes left of, for confidently having searched this place. But not fucking worth it. Get the fuck out of here. Uncertain. Valentine will put the like sword <laughs> down like this, holding like the cross hilt to his heart. Be like, everyone touch, everyone hold hands. We gotta get out of here. Okay. I'll have Fern Rep put his little feather on me. <laughs> I'll grab Brawley's hand. Is everyone else holding hands? I'll grab Lav's hand. <laughs> oh, Lav will grab Hondo's hand. <laughs> Aggressively. Hondo, whose hand do you grab? I grab whoever's, whoever. I reach out and be like, who wants my hand? <laughs> oh, God, I'll very reluctantly take it and then just like pull Gord in. I'll put my shoulder next to Gord's paw. <laughs> everyone is now touching. Imagine we forgot someone right now. <laughs> It's so funny. I want to, uh, one thing I want to point out is when, when uh, I stick my hand out to Mary, I have a piece of uh, mind flare. And it's oh, God. Oh, fuck. God. <laughs> God. I like, with the like two fingers, like hold a pinky. Mary, it's sushi. Enjoy. <laughs> no, no. It, no, it is. It is not sushi. Very well. Stop fighting. I'll turn this plane shift right around. And then I'll focus on uh, Lightbringer, mm -hmm. and I'll start Plane Shift. Where do you take everybody? I want to take us back to, get it right, let me get it right. Right where we left from, from Titania, the Summer Isle, what's it called? See if you can get it. Of course, I want to go to the Senelis Court. Mm. There you go. <clears throat> You guys feel Past the Shimmer Run River. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys feel a familiar shifting of your forms, as if part of you leaves before your physical form does, and then you are pulled along in this rubber band-like transportation. But this time round, a much more pleasant sensation. Um, falls across you all as you arrive, leaving behind a horrid, still the, the kind of all-pervasive screams in the background beyond the rock and battered stone brass. You now fall into line atop uh, stone and soft grass beneath golden light and warmth of summer. And you see before you the gossamer adorned Titania the Summer Queen. Um, you see both um, Nova and Dahlia are uh, standing a little back from her, but they both immediately seeing you arrive, um, looking somewhat triumphant. They both crack a, a smile, um, but stay back as Titania takes a couple of steps forward, looking to Valentine and says, is it done? I'll just nod and like finally smile. And then I'll reach in my bag of holding 
Do I have to touch it or can I mage hand this little ring out from a bag of holding? I think mage hand can interact. I don't actually, I don't think mage hand can interact with an object to interact with another object. That makes sense. So unfortunately, so you I'll have, have to, to pull it out. Yeah. So put something around your hand. <laughs> Let's nah. See. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, nothing untoward immediately happens as you touch hold of the ring. However, your hand almost instantly goes numb and you can feel like even though you have a very light grip and you're trying not to hold it tightly or hold it at all really, it instantly freezes your hand and you can still move your fingers but you don't feel them. Um, your whole hand goes numb and even about like a quarter of the way up your wrist, uh, almost to your forearm goes completely numb. Um, and you feel, you feel a conflict in your mind as if two forces outside of your own were battling to hold sway and hold control one attempting to pierce forward, the other a bright shield around you. And you feel Lightbringer in your, at your hilt, actually still in your other hand because you just plane shifted. Um, you feel it begin to burn, but not painfully. Just, it begins to kind of a glow. And all of you begin to see Lightbringer kind of begin to take on this radial effect. This radiance begins to kind of cascade out and around Valentine, and his whole form seems to, for a moment, is shrouded in golden light, like that of Senelise itself. And you feel that cold abate. Though your hand is still numb, you feel that presence stop. And you have control of your person. And then I'll smile and be like, please, let's stop the cold from taking over the Feywild. And I'll just open up my palm to her with this ring. You watch as she she reaches out and from beneath this gossamer, um, these vines kind of trail off and they reach out and wrap around the ring, lifting it from your hand. And she kind of holds her hand aloft with these vines atop it, kind of holding the ring. And <clears throat> she looks to you and says, I'm not sure that this will work, but I have to believe as you believe in me. And she holds her other hand aloft and slips the ring onto her hand. Oh, shit. And as she holds her hand there, you see this frost kind of encase her hand and she winces for a moment and then just a wry grin and the sun just beating down on all of you. You feel this warmth just cascade out of her as she just, and the ring just melts away. Just water pouring down her hand 
and she just wipes her hands clean. Immediately, you can feel a shift in the breeze around you. You see she closes her eyes and looks up, and you watch this kind of glamour over her kind of fall away, and you see what some of you saw for but a brief moment. You see Titania's form. You see her still beautiful in this feminine elven form. Faye uh, Eladrin. But beneath her eyes, deep bags and her around her iris eyes and like the sides of her face, these deep blue veins. Um, the light of the gossamer of her clothing is immediately dulled and gray. Um, and for a moment you wonder if something has gone horribly wrong when you watch it all just with within a moment's expanse just flare and she stands tall strong arches her back and just breathes a warm sigh of relief and beams down across you all and reaches forward and with two hands holds the side of Valentine's face and kisses you gently on the forehead. And it's just this warmth that just cascades through you. Your knees shake for a moment. And she just- I was gonna say, I'll just buckle and fall <laughs> on my butt after that. And just like, and then fall back onto my back and just like kind of laugh, but just be exhausted. And she kind of, she laughs alongside and looks about you all and says, well, hopefully your future endeavors into my realm will not be quite so deadly and more joyful. I cannot thank you, Wildcards, all of you, and of course, Valentine for everything you've done. For me, for all creatures of the Fae. This... We nearly fell into disaster. But were not for a few heroes. I don't have the words. Lavender will step forward and be like, well, he didn't really do much in that first fight. It was mostly me and Brawly, so, you know. And I'm ever grateful. I like her, she's nice. <sighs> she just kind of sighs and then just kind of sweeps around her court for a moment. And you just immediately feel like just the breeze pick up and the, it kind of rustles through the, the branches and the leaves and you see blossoms just begin to arise in all, everywhere, all kinds. It smells beautiful. It smells amazing. It feels like home. It feels amazing. She just uh, kind of stands on the edge looking over the fae. There's, there's one more thing. I'll like move up and go back into my bag and I'll take out Sylvanas' armor, the Warden of the Fae. Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave without returning this to you. 
she stops for a moment and looks over her shoulder, not even fully having turned her whole body and says, I think it suits you. I was hoping you'd say that. I'll start putting it back in. <laughs> she just kind of winks. And I'll look. Um, I'll look at Dal and um, Nova, and just kind of look at them with like a, "Is are you okay with this move?" You see them both kind of Dahlia kind of fallen in, and with one arm around his waist, and her head kind of resting on his breastplate, um, and his arm kind of holding her tight and looking over your group. And they both are just very obviously pleased. And as you kind of cast this look, they both, with a, a nod and a smile. Mary, say it. Say it out loud. Don't say it in the chat. <laughs> it's more of a joke, but I just want to know if they're a thing. Insight check, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> They are. Just we thought it might be for so long. We knew it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course they are. Alright. I'll put this thing back in. And turn back to the wild cards and be like. Wow. I can't thank you guys enough for accidentally coming here after Hondo ran into that tree. It means the world to me. Um, We're a family. Where else will we be? And you know you owe us now quite badly. I do. I do. I owe a lot of you. Um, but we ain't we ain't done here. We we might be able to rest for now, but then tomorrow we got to go back to the material plane and make sure it's safe. What time of day is it? Well, no, we don't know. How long have we been awake, Kyle? Um, this is relative. Well. Relatively early, you guys woke up, hiked up to Senelis, took a trip over to the plain of Everbloom, the shores of Everbloom. Then you traveled across, traveled back, or traveled across, fought, traveled back, came up back here, went to the house, came back after an hour. You guys have been up for a majority of a day. It has been a long fucking day. Um, I mean, the longer we stay here, the more we the bigger risk we are at fucking up time for home. If we can get, I don't know, is that tree even going to work anymore, the one we came for? With with me and Lightbringer, we could literally jump back without the tree. Not till tomorrow, though. I wonder if we'd be able to get to the tree today, or if it'd be worth it to just rest here. You guys I know mean, what you mean, though. Sorry to cut you off. Um, to get to Galafair is a full day's travel. There's no chance of getting a shortcut there, looking at the people who've done that for us before. <laughs> I think Dal's tapped. Do you, do you say it uh, to them? Yeah, yeah. Um, they both say, well, Dahlia kind of breaks from Nova um, and looks to Titania for a moment, but kind of holds her staff aloft and says, I mean, part of the deal of sending you guys to do this was we're all a little tapped I have nothing left and Atraxia is, is empty and even Titania I believe is still going to be without the bulk of her magics I believe for a time mm, understood. you're on your own and we have to protect her 
Maybe we've earned just one night. One night to rest. Um, Dahlia kind of looks sheepishly for a moment and says, you will not be able to use Lightbringer either, Val. What do you mean? You only had an hour of power. The hour is up. But tomorrow, will Lightbringer work once more? I think you're like us for a time. Ooh. <laughs> Don't worry, you can have one of my daggers, Valentine. Atraxia, or Aetherius uh, will still serve you as a sword. However, I think the magic within, much like Nirvana and Atraxia, until Titania has a full time to rest, our powers will be going to her. That's a no problem. Yeah, I, I thought maybe the quicker we took care of this menace that it would be okay, but that's good to know. Unfortunately, I think that's the truth. Listen, fortunately, there's no unfortunately here. That's a fortunately. You're right. We have much to celebrate. We have averted disaster. You and your friends have averted disaster. You guys are a part of that. All the lords and ladies of light. But maybe tomorrow, oh yeah, you won't be able to help us with that either. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. That's okay. That's okay. Tomorrow we'll take a trip to Galifair. We'll jump back. But Mary, can we just have one night to just rest? Yes, we'll have to get up early tomorrow to make sure that we get back as soon as we can. Nova steps forward and says, perhaps not too early. We have some very (laughs) fine wine down below that perhaps you would favor a taste. Oh, yeah. And I still have this box. Oh uh, yeah, what the fuck is that box? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Nova also says, uh, "We drink and we be merry tonight. And tomorrow, Dal and I will accompany you on your trek back to Andorra uh, and to Galifair. Pardon me, and see you off. But yes." Uh, it will be a goodbye, but not quite yet. Mary, we'd be merry tonight. Why won't you let us be merry, Mary? Oh, real good joke. Finger guns. I'm very tired, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been the it's longest day of my fucking life. Can you... We were... Mm. Oh, God, this is like the third time we've been here today. Top three. Like, we've had long days. I think there's maybe a third. There's been longer oh, days No, oh, Haverfeld is pretty fucking long. Battle in Arendelle mm-hmm. was also really fucking... I just don't think we've ever been in so many planes in one day so many times. That's fair. Let's... Um, Hondo, do you want to check out this treasure chest for traps? Because knowing that Dupe caught the... Everything is bad. Very well. Investigation. I'll look over his shoulder just oh, <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say to give him though? advantage. Plus 11, so 15. You can tell it's not trapped, but it is locked. Okay. I Hondo? Opening it. Yep, 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 yep. While he does that, well, Kyle, if you don't mind sharing, what was the name Ooh. of, um, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What is my... Your thieves tools. Mm. I don't uh, know if it's going to help, bud. Uh, that was a one for the listener. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, where is Steve's tools? Proficiency that's, plus dexterity. Yeah, it's one of those oh. things that I don't think you actually have it written down, but you're also expertised so, in. Okay. Oh, so proficiency times two plus dexterity. So, so it should eight. be plus 15. So so proficient, So my dex is plus five and my proficiency is plus five. So 10 and, yeah, 15. Uh, so 16 total. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, as you kind of fumble around with the lock, it doesn't seem to be responding to your thieves' tools. Um, and in a fit of frustration, you do bend a couple of your pieces. Uh, you might need to get those looked at. Oof. Clap Hondo on the shoulder. No worries, man. It's been a long day. Not everyone can perform all the time. Fuck this. Try again. <laughs> Just try again tomorrow. Buddy, you, buddy. Are you shaking it? Yeah. So, buddy, don't no. shake it. Don't shake it. You do. And all of you can hear what sounds like heavy objects um, hitting hitting wood um, but like in not a rhythm but like um, how do I describe this um, several heavy things kind of clattering around in rigid movement as a reaction just automatically take like five steps back yep. as soon as you start shaking it yep uh, nothing happens uh, you just you just hear like like shaking something but there's stuff like moving within but weirdly restrained i'll i'll move to mary and just whisper like can can't you do this is he the only one who can do this oh i mean i can try but i don't really want to hurt his bravado he's uh, he's already thinking about the wine i don't think he even notices i can smash the lock open (laughs) i think i'll inspire you mary i'll be like my girl's got it My last inspiration of the day. Well, of the short rest. I'll add it anyway, because I know it goes away in 10 minutes. Sorry, it's a D10? Uh, D10, yes. Okay. Oh, well, it's a good thing I had it, because that wasn't an excellent roll. Uh, 15 plus, I guess it would be a 10 for me, right? So 25? Nice. That's really good. Thank you to a, a six it. on the inspiration. Twenty-five was the DC. Just wow. It was an impressive lock. Um, <clears throat> I feel bad, Hondo. This one was really diff- was uh, was a tough one. And it takes you actually a couple of minutes to actually sit and tinker with it, but with Valentine's words ringing true and the feat that you all um, achieved, the lock clicks and it kind of springs open and it is unlocked now. Mary, good fucking job. Oh, Do you want to take a step back and I'll mage hand this puppy yeah. open? Yeah, let's everyone just take a step back. I don't trust shit. With ease, the chest is set down and even Titania kind of turns back around at this point and kind of lazily now, just kind of with like this air of like content um, just kind of looks over as you guys are doing this, uh, and with Mage Hand, the lid falls open, and within, you see, um, like a rack, a wooden inset rack in this, uh, in this chest, this same size as the chest, and with about, um, about eight slots, um, and within four of the slots, you see rather thick, large-looking, um, large-looking coins. Um, They're about five inches in diameter. Um, 
and like a dark, um, a dark metal. But within the metal, you can see this kind of hint of red, kind of at all of the the edges and the corners and its sharp corners, almost almost like a gear at its edges, but not in inset like a gear. Just like the edges are just kind of just beveled a lot, and you can see this red kind of in throughout it. Um, and on the face one, you can see um, an infernal stamp of some kind. Uh, it's very obviously, you guys are now familiar with infernal script. It's some kind of infernal sigil imprinted onto this coin. Do these look similar to the yeah, have we encountered special coins when we were in hell that you had to like trade shit for in order to use at the they do look thing. quite a bit like soul coins. Oh, soul coins! Fuck me. What do we know about soul coins? Um, In for our currency. Immediately, Titania kind of her face turns up and the lid slams shut. Um, and she says, "Perhaps these foul things can be dealt with somewhere else, if you don't mind." Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No problem. But I did not realize that we were in the company of such evil. Does this fit in the bag of holding? It would be a tight squeeze. I don't want to fuck with that. Is um, there like a bag we could put them in? How big is this? Um, the coin? Well, the like, yeah. The, the chest. The chest. Uh, it's like a foot by a foot, roughly. We could just Maybe take a little the coins bigger. out and put them in the bag. Yeah, if there's another pouch or something, we can put them in. I'm sure someone has a random pouch that used to have money in it. They're pretty big. Like I said, they're about five inches across and about an inch thick. I'm sorry, how many were there? Four. But that would fit in the bag of holding, though, right? Like, more easy oh, yeah. than the... Oh, yeah. yeah, you could put the coins individually in, sure. Why don't we do that later? I just don't want to open it again in front of Titania. Yeah. Uh, I just mean for now, we, the chest isn't monstrous. Like, Elena can carry it if you need to. <laughs> done and done. Easy enough. Let's, Let's uh, yeah, Dal Nova, do you just want to have some drinks and then we can hit the hay? I'm pretty exhausted. Yes, let's not uh, keep everyone up too long, but I think we've earned a drink, a little bit of merriment. Um, let's head below to Somerset. They are a uh, rambunctious lot. I think uh, at least Honda will fit in. You know it. This guy's um, fucking bromance with Honda again. <laughs> Here we go. Titania kind of beaming across you all, seeing her champions together and uh, the found heroes alongside. She kind of whistles, but it's not a whistle as a, a shrill whistle. It's like a this hum tune, this like very, very high, beautiful note. Um, and you see kind of flying up and over the edge, you see four um, eagles, giant eagles that are green and brown and white across uh, with these brilliant black beaks. Um, and she says, perhaps a climb is not for today. Take these. I'll get you down there in a mere moment. Enjoy your rest. Enjoy your fun. And we will speak very soon, Valentine. Travel safe. Come on, Fern. 
Probably care for a lift? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Let's go. With you guys on Fern, the rest of you can all mount up on the crows, or on the uh, crows. Uh, Crows? (laughs) (laughs) They all turn. (laughs) (laughs) Ha-ha. So she was the crow the whole time. Fuck! He gave her the ring! <laughs> Ward can get the, the crows on his side. He can... There you go. Easily enough, in, in a matter of moments, you guys are on the shores of this, this like beach-like resort of Somerset Isle. Um, you can see a massive bonfire already ignited on the beach, and... Um, the golden-skinned summer Eladrin are uh, in full swing of revelry. There is lively music being played, and uh, the waves are lapping up on the shores, and people are splashing around in the water, and um, you see a large kind of table laden with, heavily laden with fruits and um, jugs on jugs of of wine and and water and many different kinds of beverages, um, and you are welcome to your fill. Can we just break there? <laughs> just stop it there. Uh, are we cool to have a tiny break here? Just because I really gotta go pee before we dive into what comes next, or do you want to yeah. keep going? No, I'm fine. If you guys do, you want to just jump to. Take a break, do sleep, level up. Yeah, yeah. Are you cool with that? Fine with me. I didn't know if anyone wanted to try and do anything or like anything like that, or just say like, we all have a grand old time. We drink, we be merry, we fall asleep. I find a few ladies. What was that? What was that little move there, son? (laughs) My. (laughs) Make like something else. I'm gonna make a persuasion with advantage. I'm just dancing to Kygo, just Aladrin Kygo. Pretty good, pretty good. Fourteen. My my guy. Roll my again. Boy. Roll again. You have advantage. Okay. Oh, get that twenty, Hondo. Loop Dalanovan. This. Mm. Oh, get you rid of that one. <laughs> What's your persuasion bonus? So fourteen uh, plus. My persuasion is plus thirteen. Oh God, terrifyingly good. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Yeah. You very quickly find the summer Aladrin are a fun-loving people in all aspects of life. There are several who are very happy to uh, to party with you. Boom! <laughs> and Hondo leaves the wild cards forever as he finds his his nirvana his here. <laughs> um, but you, yeah, the rest of you uh, have a lovely time drinking of wine, enjoying a a beach vacation after a daunting couple of days in the Feywild um, with only a hint of anticipation and fear of what lies before you. And let's take a break and level up. As you guys fall asleep, everyone's going to level up to 14 with the exception of Lavender, who's a 12. This is the part in my head where I bookmark where I'm like, we're safe. (laughs) We're alive. (laughs) You can just come back to this happy moment dancing on a beach with a bunch of Aladrins. We'll come back in in a couple minutes. So, as the festivities, uh, well, they don't really wind down until the wee hours, but your party finds rest, for the most part, uh, comfortably within um, Somerset Isle, and you settle in. You all level up. 
So let's go across and just do a quick recap of what it is you got. So Allie. So uh, I am leveling up to level six Barb and I am taking uh, the tiger feet of the totem, which mm -hmm. means I now gain proficiency in athletics and in stealth, which I wasn't, or, sorry, in acrobatics and That's stealth, right. which I was garbage in. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm six at both. A little bit more feline, a little bit more dexterous. Yeah. Uh, Squat? There wasn't a goat totem you could have taken there, probably? There was no goat uh, totem, no I goat. checked. <laughs> it's okay, we'll homebrew something. Sweet boy. So, so I took uh, Bard, so now I'm Bard level 12, Warlock level two. I took a feat instead of an ability score improvement, so I took the feat, what is it, Kyle, Ritual, Ritual Caster? Caster? So I took Ritual Caster, Wizard. I figured it worked with Valentine because he's getting more into books, getting more into recording things. Um, and there's also some spells there that help like detect magic and identify, which we've been lacking anytime we get a magical item. We have to <laughs> try and find someone else to do it for us. So. Hopefully that'll help. And then overnight I attuned to the Warden of the Fae. So we got another relic on our side. So actually speaking of that, um, as you wake up in the morning to adorn yourself for the first time, now having spent the evening looking over it and having Titania's blessing, and for the first time really looking at the symbol of Melora and starting to kind of ruminate on her influence on this as well. You come from this from the Feywild perspective, but this is a, a union, so to speak, in armor. It is both the light of Titania, but also the presence and power of the goddess, the Wild Mother, Melora. Um, and you, you kind of feel the weight as you actually put it on for the first time feel the weight of what that means and what the call to both act as um, a champion of the Wild Mother now, having proven yourself a champion of the, um, of Titania, of the Summer Queen, of the Feywild, you now kind of mentally prepare yourself for embarking on the journey as um, kind of a secondary champion to the Wild Mother. Um, and you feel the armor kind of close in on you. And for a moment, it, it resizes as it naturally magic items are wont to do. Um, but you feel it get close and tight and become almost like second skin. And it's warm, like a, a warm hug. Um, and you can feel its abilities. You feel almost connected to the natural world all around you and here heightened to the extreme um, as you take your first steps on the path of being the warden of the fae uh, what are you going to choose as your resistance right now oh my God, mm -hmm. I, don't know. I don't know uh probably fire just for now this isn't permanent right this is the way i just decide nope part of the ability is you choose it and you can change it on a short or long rest i can't remember but it's in the it's written into the armor cool uh, under it so yeah it's got some cool abilities uh one of which is a resistance and yeah you can feel instead it. of it being cold i don't want it to be fire yeah you feel instantly um 
it was already quite warm here, but immediately you feel a chill, actually. You feel a, a comforting chill. You feel as if the warmth of the summer is, is toned down ever so slightly and made a perfect temperature within this armor. And we never fully address this. I think when I got Ethereus, do I still feel that like scary like hole in my heart that I had like once felt before. When you uh, attuned to Ethereus fully and now having spent much time with it, that cold and that hole is is gone. Great. You now feel no um, no pain calling upon your magic. However, now thinking of Ethereus, mm. you feel it's light ever so lightly diminished. And you can feel the this emotion of a, a very faint, anxious, like anxiety coming from the sword, um, very quickly quelled into quiet contentment. Yeah, I'll just pat him. Be like, it's okay, lady. We'll be good soon. And then I'll just like tuck him in my belt for now, but say like, we'll get you a, a sheath worthy of you soon, bud. Um, and then, yeah, just for anyone who's watching, now my HP is 98. Hey, Brawly, what's your HP? 179. <laughs> Pretty up there. That's all for me. I got no new spells or anything like that. Hondo, what did you do? So I decided to go up to level four Bard, which granted me one cantrip and one extra spell. Um, and it also sent my HP up to 110. So eat that, Valentine. <laughs> Uh, so the cantrip that I took was Mage Hand, which is lovely because I like to pick locks and now I can do it without having things blow up in my face. Yeah, you just like to touch things and now you can I get something like to else touch to touch things, things though, for so you. I may not use it or I may use it to like prank people. Also fair. 100%. And the spell I took was, uh, what's up? Phantasmal Force. Phantasmal Force, yes. So I will get to play some tricks on some enemies, you know, maybe... Uh, I might make like a dragon appear in front of them. And it'll be a distraction. You got some That's cool cool. abilities to to kind of play around with it, and it fits in pretty well with your psychic blades. And I mean, uh, feature. It helps us sneak, right? Like create a distraction while we go around. Mm hmm. You got plenty of uses for it. So, uh, forward. That's good, Mary. Where are you at? Level eleven fighter. I got to hit stuff more. That's it. Like, it's great. Yeah, it's going to be super awesome. I can roll. I'm sorry, guys. My turns are going to take so much longer. I love it. Yeah. What did you roll for HP? I don't know if we ever need that. Uh, I have 137 now. What uh, dice did you roll there? Like, what did you get on the dice? Uh, eight out of a D10. Oh, nice. Good Everyone time. rolled really well this time. Everyone. Uh, Except for Scott. <laughs> you still rolled, like, not all two. I just rolled straight average. Average it is. Uh, Gord? I'm level 16, Warlock. No, you're not. <laughs> Spells up a thief. You're only 14, but still. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you got some more cool demonic abilities, too. What did you roll health-wise? You asking me? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember which which dice you rolled? What you got on the die? Maybe like a five or something. I can't remember. Yeah. 
And so what's your max right now? 94. Oh, I, I'm actually above someone. Damn, you and me, Gord. Brothers for life. In the double digits. Lavender will be leveling up to level 12 when she gets back. But for the time being, she's going to just do her thing and quietly follow the group uncharacteristically. Um, Drawing in her book the whole time. Yeah. Uh, as the golden hour light does never really change from uh, from the Somerset Isles, you all awake a little hungover, Hondo a little more so, um, though with a uh, some fond memories to look back on across your, your whole group um, of the quiet, first happy night you guys have had in quite some time. Um, and one where you are all actually content and um, well-fed, drunk, and uh, not about to die in any manner, uh, as far as you know. So, Dahlia and Nova greet you at your guys' rooms, and they both kind of look over Valentine wearing this armor that is familiar to them but new to you, and they both nod and say, it does suit you quite well. It shows off my assets quite nicely. Mm. How do you guys feel? Went pretty hard last night. Oh, um, we're probably more accustomed to the drink of of our people here than you are. Yeah, that fruit wine sneaks up on you. Yeah, the sugar gets you. It can do that. Um, Um, Oh, were you going to say something? Please. Um, I was only about to say we are at your beck and call for the time. Um, Titania, now, though she's not at full strength, we have no immediate fears. Um, We can easily, happily accompany you to Galifair. Um, It will take the majority of today, but it's a leisurely journey, at least. Yeah, let's do it. Did Hondo make it back to his hut last night? Last I saw, he was with those Aladrin twins walking down the beach. Uh, Hondo did not uh, make it back to your uh, abode. However, uh, I do see him rousing. Uh, he kind of nods, and you see Hondo on his way back. Jolly happy. Early morning swim, Hondo? Just strutting. Reborn. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. What a lovely, lovely day. Nova Hondo, cover up a bit. You, claps you on the shoulder and says, I look forward to many... Um, golden fish-scaled creatures running about in a few short months. I mean, Mary, to answer your question, I was swimming in a sea of euphoria. Well, maybe we get on for the day, perhaps. (laughs) We do have a a fairly lengthy journey ahead of us, but um, hopefully let's not not rush ourselves. We can make this in, in good time by the end of day. Sounds good. Uh, Easily enough, unless you guys choose otherwise. Um, You have to sail down the Euphoria River um, and return back towards um, Castle Avalon. Um, But it is multiple hours. Uh, If there's anything you guys want to do on your journey before hit Galifair, let me know now. Uh, I would just say on, like, you still have to take little breaks when you're walking all day, right? Yeah, for the most part, you guys are, are going to be sailing for a couple of hours, and then there'll be a break 
close to Avalon, not not right at its shores, though you could in theory if you wanted to? Um, I would just at some point uh, hand the box of scrolls over to Valentine. Mm, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck to do with these. I'm assuming they'll help you cast spells. I don't know if you can figure out what the hell they are, but I have noticed them. I've been, I've been reading and reading, and I think I might be able to identify what these are if I was able to sit them with them for a while now. But uh, yeah, maybe when we get back to the material plane, I can take a look at them. In theory, if you are not particularly <laughs> sailing one of the boats, if you got someone else to row, you could ritually take 11 minutes and... I was going to ride on Fern, but maybe if Brawly wants to switch and she pilots Fern. I mean, Fern doesn't really need piloting, but yeah. I can before, do that. Sentient. Before we actually go, I think I'll just like, like maybe as we're getting the ships ready or whatever, I'll just like glance up at um, like the Sealy Court, like the tallest of the islands where Titania is, and just kind of like close my eyes and like say a prayer of thank you up to her and then move on. I don't want to leave without saying goodbye, but I don't want to go all the way up there. You, As you glance up and finish your prayer and open your eyes, you can just faintly make out this like sparkling glimmer uh, looking out over from the edge of, of Senelise, Um And you feel this rush of warm breeze kind of ripple across the, the lake and, and like flips out your hair magnificently in your cloak. Um, and it's you feel uh, heard. And a little tap, Lightbringer. Um, but yeah, I'd love to identify if probably switch in the saddle. <laughs> I'll just start taking out these little things. <laughs> yeah, them. Easy enough. Um, without the need of uh, an ability check, then, as you set off for uh, the first of a couple of hours of journey, um, you're going to identify there are four scrolls. And as I said, it only takes uh, 11 minutes to ritually cast them. So you cast no spells or anything like that. Um, you have a scroll of Speak with Dead, which is third level. You have a scroll of Invisibility, which is second level. Uh, you have a scroll of a spell called Mislead, a uh, illusion spell of sixth level, I believe. Oh my gosh. Uh, and a actually another plane shift spell slot. Or spell scroll. Some some good uh, bounty from uh, old Lucius. I'll go on the earring. Be like, Hondo, did you ever learn how to go invisible? Uh, yes, I, I I do have invisibility. Um, I don't I don't use it much because you know I like I like to get to know people. Yeah, that makes sense. Only spellcasters can use scrolls, right? Yeah. Okay. So then Val will just like look at Lavender, look at Gord, look at Hondo, and just think about maybe who he should give these scrolls to, but I'll tuck him away for now. Sure. Uh, easy enough. But my invisibility is non-combatant, so if this scroll is a uh, combatant invisibility... I'll think this is the same. Same as yours. There is a greater invisibility, but uh, this is just straight up level two invisibility. Very well, very well. <laughs> um, for the first couple of hours of sailing and taking leisurely breaks, um, 
now without a immediate kind of pressing on your back to rush forward, you all lounge and, and sail like comfortably rowing down this glistening river. Um, every now and again, a fish jumps up and out of the river and takes flight and continues flying away just over the treetops. Um, most of you catch sight of creatures and critters kind of skittering along the edges of the uh, of the banks of the river, all kind of spying from the shadows from beneath bushes and a lot of little, little creatures that kind of rustle bushes and up in the boughs of trees, uh, but don't pay you any mind. You see a couple of little, um, almost like little floating balls of light energy, kind of just like constantly watching over and then continuing on on a little journey as the hours slowly wane on. Um, about midday, shortly after midday, uh, a little later than midday, actually, sorry, you do begin to see the familiar Castle Avalon, um, still in its somewhat state of destruction, unfortunately, after it tangled with uh, Lucius. Um, and the river does continue past here a little ways, but uh, Nova and Dahlia both kind of gesture to dock the boats here um, and continue on foot as it's a bit of a straight shot from here to Galafair rather than to sail any, any further south. Um, and you duck um, and set yourselves up and stretch and get uh, started on a journey uh, to the, what would be to the east technically, um, following Dahlia and Nova's lead. Um, but again, no real rush. Um, as you pass Avalon, you do hear the sounds of people talking and you hear some music and some faint chatter and, and laughter from within it seems to be um, picking itself up, picking up the pieces and life continuing on. Avalon is? Mm-hmm. Oh great, that's good to hear Anything we uh, found a lot of books here last time any last minute things to look up? I thought about that but I just don't know if we should spend any more time before we should get back to material plane yeah. Francis might be like 88 by the time we get back. If we get back, and he should be 88, I don't know that we'll have a plane to go back to. That's fair. So we should just stay here then? I mean, getting weirdly used to the bizarreness of this place, but it feels fake. It's like it's all just dream. It'd be. You know, at the end where you're waking up and you know you probably should wake up, you kind of still like it, but your brain just knows it's not real. But it'd be nice. For a time, maybe. Yeah, we should go back, though. I'll um, go to... Are we off the boats now? We're kind of like walking. You guys are beginning to trek on foot now through um, some still very verdant trees. And you do note, as you guys do begin to continue past Castle Avalon um, and more into the, the, the thicket beyond, um, you recall the area around here being much more void of life 
when last you came by. Um, and though the trees and the ground is still, um, you see a lot of uh, very mucky, seemingly ice having melted away, um, the trees begin to have, you see the, the first little white spark of buds and tiny little leaves uh, beginning to sprout as life returns to the forest around here. So a good sign as you guys begin to make your trek through. I'll um, try and like match pace with Dal and Nova. Mm-hmm. They're not rushing. They're just kind of slowly making their way through. Castle Avalon used to be Sylvanas' home, is that right? It still is, in a way. He, his memory and his life will carry on within its walls through his diligent writing and art. His heart was within that place. I don't think it will ever truly fade. As someone who's carrying on part of his legacy with the Warden of the Fae and another Lord of the Light and the former owner of uh, Lightbringer, do you think it'd be okay if in the future I came back and stayed in Castle Avalon? I think that would be most definitely okay. I think more than okay. From what I understand, uh, Eldwin and his family will be tending to it for the time, but there is more than enough space for another, a few others, in fact. Um, And it's not necessarily his, he's just cleaning up what happened for the time. A conversation may be had for whether you wish it to be yours or his, or if that even matters truly. But you're more than welcome to stay. It doesn't really matter. I just look forward to the day that hopefully that's a possibility. I think um, it, for your situation, it would be most wise. Avalon has an interesting way of reaching through to both sides. That sounds right. As someone from both sides. And if there's, um, if there's any, like, Triton, Aladrin children in the future, they could, they could hang out there if they're, like, outcasts because of the way they look. It's good to know. From what I saw last night, they very well might be. <laughs> That's what I figured. God. Well, that's another day. Yeah, let's not picture that anymore. Let's keep going. Um, you guys continue through um, trees that begin to grow more verdant and fuller and thicker in, in foliage. Um, and you recall little signs and bits and bobs of your path forward through here before. Um, you hear the crack of a twig off in the distance or a small branch and you see this faint rush of hair, this green glimmering hair of a familiar figure who just, just tucks away out of out of earshot and you hear this faint kind of childlike laughter kind of echo through off in the distance and you see life and light return to these woods. So, Lav is super excited by that. 
and is frantically looking through her drawing book trying to find that. Unfortunately, <laughs> Girl's the, the dryad does not stick around, but you can tell she's thriving and happy and healthy. And that's what matters. Lavender will rip out the drawing she did of her. She'll look around and then she'll put it next to one of the trees. Easy enough. Um, the couple more, uh, it's only a short more hours of, of journeying through this section of woods before you begin to see through um, a sort of thinning of the woods. Um, you see this tree of uh, incredibly tall and wide branches at the top, like a, an umbrella canopy that when you last saw was bare and cold and near death. But you now see Galifair, vibrant and healthy looking wood, rich, colorful leaves of all colors. You see purple leaves and bright pink and blue scattered in with plenty of green, reds, oranges, a whole rainbow hue of foliage that very well matches between its central arch at its heart, this faint kind of rainbow huge swirling energy through which you can just barely make out the faint kind of image of a, another forest beyond. Um, you guys have reached your doorway home. I pick up one of the purple leaves that are fallen on the ground and I give it to Lav and I go, here, for your notes as a memory. Lavender immediately balls her eyes out. <laughs> Took the words right from my mouth. <laughs> that is so nice of you, Brawly. I will press it in my book and think of you always. Besties. <laughs> and we all know if Amanda was here in real life, she would also. She would be weeping. <laughs> <laughs> she would be weeping. Well, um, Hondo, you were the first to lead us through last time. You just want to rush through the street again? I will do it again. A word of caution before you go. Nova <laughs> says, um, for some of you, you may experience some memory mishaps, some loss of your time here. It's a small price to pay in some cases, some creatures. This place is... <laughs> too much for them, and the memories fade. It's faint dreams. But, hopefully, enough of our world has made an impression on most of you that you will remember us, and we, of course, will always remember you. Your heroic deeds, some foul words, but plenty of laughs, and lots of love between. Also, take care. I know what lie beyond here. I wish we could help more with this shroud of time and the threat that you all face beyond. If a time ever may rise where you need us, you only know when to call. We will be there. 
Dahlia kind of sets forward and with her staff kind of tied around her back, no real need to use it. She reaches out and gives Valentine a hug or reaches out for one anyways. Nova steps forward to Hondo, the He-Man kind of like arm bro handshake. Um, and they begin making their way around your group with hugs, handshakes of goodbye. Um, Dahlia, before um, leaving the embrace of Valentine, just leaves a little peck on the cheek and says, we knew you had the light in you. You saved my life. I won't forget it. You saved our home. We won't forget you. Valentine wipes a little tear. <laughs> they both step back, kind of arm in arm. I will put an arm. I'll put an arm around Mary and be like, "You're not going to forget this stuff, right? Like this, you'll remember this for always, and I'll inspire you." And then Lav will put an arm around Brawly and be like, wow, this is like the best time I've ever had with my best friend. It's been so much fun. I mean, not totally fun, but we've had oh, so yeah, much yeah, fun yeah. together. It's been great. I love it. Because you we'll never scared. forget it. Never, ever, ever. Ever, ever. And she'll, she'll inspire you. <gasps> Thank you. Hanna, do you want to inspire anyone? You have 10 minutes. <laughs> To use your inspirations, just keep them in mind. Which uh, is it? A just a D four? D six for D six from Lav. Ooh. Leah gets a D. Did your your inspo didn't go up with your level? Did it? Just D ten. Yeah. D ten. I think it's like high level for the D twelve, isn't it? Yeah. One day. I'll then I get that D twenty. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> if bards weren't broken enough. <laughs> If parts were broken enough, oh, you get a natural 20 on your inspiration. And your cool. inspiration die. Yeah, great. Roll this D100. Um, Hanno, do you want to lead us through this? I'm ready. Hanno goes through. <laughs> Dives through. <laughs> Dal's going to kind of like hang towards the back of this. He wants to be the last to go. Do I have to roll or anything? Uh, I'm going to have everyone do it all at the same time once we're through. Lavender will squeeze Brawly's hand and then she'll rush through. Someone's going to look after him. Each time each of them pass, you see just a faint ripple, but you don't see anything beyond. You see as they pass through this kind of rainbow veil, they almost you just kind of lose sight of everything. It's just kind of a perpetually difficult to place scene beyond. Just looked, one last look, looked at Val and time to wake up, walk through. I look at Gordon. Gordon, do you mind if I go last? I kind of just want to like, just like look at it for a bit. You may. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, are you going to step through or do you want me to? I'll step through. <laughs> Reluctantly, Gord is steps through the, the rainbow arch. I'll like uh, shoulder Brawly and be like, 
I hope you don't forget this place. I have a feeling I won't. Come on, Lightbringer, let's go. And then I hop in. I'll look one last look around and then walk through. Okay. Val, as you take your last step through, you feel a tug on your cloak for a moment. And you look back and you see Fern kind of nuzzle your hand for a moment and give a little lick, then sit down. Buddy. You see sadness in his eyes. Buddy, don't worry. We'll be, we'll be together soon. Nova and Dal step forward and say, we'll keep good care of him. Don't try and feed him any dead things. Hanna tried to do that. He really doesn't like it. He likes when his feathers are brushed every night before bed. And sometimes he gets really... I'll miss you, buddy. I'll press my head into him. He just responds. All right, see you soon, pal. Big, big eyes just looking at you with sadness. We'll be back soon, don't worry. Valentine says more to himself. (laughs) And then he'll turn to Dalanova and he'll be like, I really should have kissed Raleigh. That would have been like a really, really good moment. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, I fucked up. I'll just walk backwards (laughs) through. (laughs) Okay. First things first. Someone has to roll a d20. Oh. For a farewell time warp. Where's Lily? (laughs) In this instance, I'm going to ask Scott to do it. Oh. And I'm going to give you advantage on the roll as a little, little goodbye present from Titania. A little good luck. We don't know what a good roll is, though, right? (laughs) Mm. D20? D20. You got this. Okay. Just tell me both rolls. One was a two. Okay. One is a 19. Okay. Opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) You feel, as you step through, you feel sadness at having to say goodbye to this realm for a moment. More sadness having to say goodbye to Fern for the moment. But as you cross through this threshold and you're in this in-between, this void you see the face of Titania for but a moment she gives you a wink and just kind of creeps close and whispers into your ear lower is better travel safe and she slips away you stride forward you see Hondo laying on the ground, having dove through, and everyone else having stepped around him as he begins to get himself to his feet. I'd like oh, everyone Hondo. to make wisdom saving throws. Except Valentine. That's about to ask. Okay. Yep. With inspo alley. Hondo? Yep. Okay. Add your wisdom saving modifier. <laughs> Lavender roll a natural 20. Hey! hey. Ooh. Uh, so laugh's good. 
Hondo? Uh, plus two, so it's 14. Okay. Gord? 16. Okay. Nice. Allie? I also got 16. Mary? 29. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't need to use your inspo. I didn't but... give you that fucking inspiration. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I rolled very well, but then I also... Yeah, the inspo was also good, really high. You all step through and immediately step around Hondo as Hondo begins to pull himself up to his feet. Um, and you pull yourself up around these thick winding roots around the base of this tree. And it's, it's a, a weird kind of um, mesh of roots and they're thick and, and wild in all directions. But you look up and it's really dark, but not unnaturally so. You feel a thick evening um, as you look about the space and it's quiet, but calm. You hear some faint birds off in the distance and an owl quiet in a good way is there still any scary brambles around like there was before you see the forest expand stretch out before you though in darkness but you see no um, no rhyme vines no thick bramble walls all seemingly destroyed and fallen away Turn back to Galifar. Is that Galifar? Galifar. Just Galifar. Just put a palm on him, on them. Just kind of say thank you. You look up into the up into the tree, and you see like the two trunks kind of form and twist and connect, um, and look through again the kind of rainbow haze, and it's kind of casting this haze of of rainbow colors out over you. And you look up into the boughs above, and you can see the tree itself kind of, you see these um, kind of nodules that hang from the tree. This bright white light just begins to kind of glow and underlit this massive boughs of this tree just casts this faint white, bluish white light down around, along all of your, the wild cards. And you all feel comforted and kind of look up in this awe-inspiring display of amazing natural world that you live in and you are back home what are you guys doing do you guys remember where we just were guys everyone notice what just happened everyone remembers crazy ass female shit yeah. Honda, do you remember sleeping with those elves? I had a good time there. <laughs> you really did, my friend. Why we come back? I think I'll be asking do. myself that for a while. I mean, there's nothing here. Well, I mean, the well, world's my... not on fire. That, that's that's good, right? I, I think. I don't care about this world anymore. Do you want us to go back to the Feywild? <laughs> go back. Buddy, when this is all over... That's a space at Castle Avalon for you. 
and your spawn. I, 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 I await that. <laughs> I like feel closer to Hondo. <laughs> um, do, you, do you guys remember how he came here? I don't, I don't mean that in like a, we forgot because of the Feywild, but I literally mean, how do we get back to Lady Damron? Do you remember how we got there? Uh, we'd have to retrace our path. Feels like it's been like a year. I'll just go jump on Fern and take a fuck. Fern, um, Fern couldn't come for a bit. Can I try and um? <laughs> Is that fucking Oliver? I just heard his little cat voice. <laughs> uh, maybe. So. He's like right. Be- he's right yeah. beside me. Uh, I thought yeah. it was all. Yeah. <laughs> I tune it out now, it's all the time. I was gonna try and cast a spell just to see if I could, but I don't wanna waste anything. Um, Can I try and recall how to get back to um, that super cool village where we all met? Back to to Auburn? No, 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 to- Or uh, the the city, the the heart of the world, Endor. Where we came from, yeah, Endor. That's it, where we met the council? Yep. Make a survival check. While he's doing that, can I look and try to find, because I know Hondo ran here, so we probably left like relatively deep footprints and all that shit. I want to try to see if like, Mm. like when you're tracking something, you can say, oh, it's been X amount of days. Like I want to see if I can try to figure out how long it's been since those footprints were there. Make a survival check. Should have used the inspiration for Two years. (laughs) I rolled a 15 and I add five, so it's 20 for survival. Okay. I rolled a 16, so that's 17. Okay. Um, the tracks look incredibly fresh. Um, Hondo's heavy footfalls um, look uh, like they have only just happened. Um, Val, you look out, and you can see, as Mary is kind of pointing down to Hondo's footprints in the in the... Um, between the the roots and beyond as you guys kind of clear the boughs of the tree you look out and see indeed um, through kind of trampled earth and and pushed aside grass you can see a pretty clear direction that you guys rushed through Um, and you have a pretty good now that you're back home you get your internal compass going and it's more or less a straight shot from where you were to Galifair. And you imagine if we just go straight this way, in this case, it would be east. You'll get there. It was a couple of hours. I think I know the path we have to go. I think we just head this way, guys. You good to keep traveling? Yeah. Hanna, your legs aren't too tired from yesterday? Ever. You guys can push forward for a couple more hours, but you're not sure you'll Oh yeah, I, for, I forgot we actually city. traveled a full day. <laughs> Let's just get slightly away from here. Maybe there was a spot we almost rested last time. Let's see if those bodies are still in the trees and if they are, we can put them to rest. That's a good idea. That wasn't far from, from here. That was just on the edge of the, yeah. the grove here, so to speak. Um, but following in this direction, um, Make a, anyone who wants to search them out, make a perception check. Search for bodies? For the signs of bodies or... Yeah, okay. There were two creatures here last uh, you came through. 
it's a 15, so 26. You guys travel for about 15 minutes or so. I'm sorry, 21. What am I saying? Not 26, 21. Regardless, you guys travel for 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes, and you see no sign of anything hanging from the trees. Um, you see no crows. You see no ill signs that were once a, a dark omen. Everything seems to be calm and restored. They're like nothing looks slightly frozen or dead. Those rhyme vines are gone. And you see no sign of any of that. You see no sign of any bodies, any crows, any um, corruption in, in, in the foliage or in the surrounding um, lands. Seems fine. It hasn't been that long. Things bounce back fucking fast around here. Holy shit. Is there a good-looking place to, like, camp? Um, with that, I would say that you guys can you can find a spot, a small clearing, um, and there's, a, there's a, a thin kind of brook that's kind of passing through this little clearing area. Um, and you see, um, for a moment, as you guys make your way through, you see off in the distance a, a deer kind of drinking at this at this brook that immediately hears you all and takes off into the woods but you can see a faint clearing of, of grass and a kind of an opening in the in the boughs above um, and you see a, a dark night sky um, above you all but you find a comfortable place to to rest within you know less of less than an hour's travel from um, from the from Gallifair yeah quick question could I have nabbed a bottle of wine or even like a half bottle of wine? Sure. Before we, just in my bag. I'm not going to do anything with it, but I just... What an interesting Mary question to have asked. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. She doesn't She doesn't typically drink. She would have had a glass, but she doesn't typically drink. Val doesn't either. Interesting. There was plenty and more than enough that you could easily have stowed away a bottle. Okay. A full one. And should we camp out here? For the point, um, to both of you not being big drinkers, this wine was good. It's kind of what I figured. It would have been like putting it off for a while and then be like, okay, yeah, I'll try some. And then it's like that fruit wine that doesn't taste like alcohol. And yeah. No, this was really good. <laughs> Why don't we camp out here for now and then in the morning we can... Maybe this place will actually have like time passing in the sky. What a revolutionary thing. God, yeah, we can tell what kind of day it is. We can't see, in this clearing, can we see stars or anything? Absolutely. Yeah. I guess there's no way, we just, it's nighttime at this point, there's no way to tell what time of day it is. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, there's no, um, there's no way to really tell, unfortunately. Not until the sun starts to creep over the horizon, you're not really sure. Um, but you do see a clear, starry sky above. Well, it was. It was getting dark when we, well, it was dark when we left here, so I guess we'll just have to see what time the sun wakes us up. Yeah, let's have a nice rest and then let's just see what happens in the morning. Okay. Are anyone going to take a watch just in case? Yeah, I think we should. Let's not let, who's really bad at watches together? Is that Lavender and Hondo? They spook at everything. 
Lav and Allie were funny last time. <laughs> I think that's the last time we had to take a watch. Didn't you guys both roll like trash and then got the zombie rocked up to you? Yep. And then we were like, oh, look, an owl. <gasps> we should tell them about the owl. <laughs> <laughs> Did we wake everyone up? We we woke everyone up for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to volunteer to go. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I would take it first watch alone. That's not sketchy at all. I'm okay with it. Rest. I need uh, I need extra sparring time, and uh, you know, doing it with someone will just annoy me. So, <laughs> all right. I'll take watch. I need extra time to work on my actual extra curricular. Extra curricular. I need I need time to not be on watch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Honda, you take first watch. Then make a perception check. Can't believe Hondo for months has gone pure smartphone, no dice. Isn't that wild? <laughs> I know. Uh, Nine. Plus your so perception. You the perception, I believe, is ten. Let me double check. Uh, perception. Uh, twelve. Sorry. So that's twenty-two. One. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, for for however much time you actually spend keeping watch. Um, versus practicing and, and sparring uh, for your own uh, desires. The night passes quietly and not oddly so, but like comfortingly so. Like this forest seems at peace and all around you just seems quietly peaceful. Um, it seems right, but nothing comes of it. What do you wake for second watch? Uh, I go up to I go up to Valentine. I kick him like your turn. <laughs> I didn't do it hard. Come on, I, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like bending down to like hit you, so I just kicked you. Sorry. God, are we okay? Are we in your attack? What's happening? Oh, it's your turn, man. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You I don't know who you want to go with. So. That's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll wake up Mary. <laughs> I won't kick her. I'll just go to her. And then I'll just grab her shoulders and say, Hey, wake up. Fuck, what? And she'll immediately grab her sword. <laughs> I, I imagine the dagger to the throat right away. <laughs> uh, it's our turn for watch. Oh, yeah. Were you, were you sleeping? I mean, yes. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, it's really weird to sleep and not either fear for your life or hear drunken on Hondo and elves in the background. We were just in a corrupted Feywild to battle another hag ancestor of mine to save that realm only to have to jump to hell to defeat him once and for all and then we came back and now we're here and now yeah. we have to take on our actual problems in the material plane where another part of hell is trying to take over here yeah about that um, that parchment I found hmm. it kind of sounds like that shit's somehow connected right? am I crazy? Let me read it again. I wrote it down in my book. It says something about 
in realms uh, above and realms below when the re- when the reign of the god king expands, right? That's hell coming here. So too shall the countess lands. But should the spawn turn to enemy fight and blood of Malagard, fate ignites. So we don't know what the fate means, but it sounds like... It sounds like your grandma wants this shit to happen. The blood of Malgard fate ignites. But should the spawn turn to enemy fight? Yeah, I don't that's, know. That's you. It was in a nice, pretty writing, though. That's kind of weird, eh? It's not like it was in, like, spooky devil writing. I mean, it's, like, it, it was... scratched in blood. No, but, I mean, it's, it's what, nursery rhymes are creepy as fuck. In realms above and realms below, shadows and blood strike their blow when reign of the God King expands. You'd think God King would be, what, Asmodeus? Maybe. Asmodeus? That's what it sounds like. I don't know. My brain's too broken to think about this right now. It's been a long few days. Although, has it? Like, how long has it been? Has it been 30 seconds? Has it been a day? It hasn't been long, because the world's not on fire. I just want you to cherish this moment where we don't know. <laughs> for for two nights, we just had the joy of uh, pure naiveness to not know how long it's been. And tomorrow that reality is going to shatter. But for tonight, you can hear the birds chirping, crickets chirping, Hondo snoring. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I guess ignoring reality has its benefits. Oh God, let's just hope nothing attacks us. Or maybe Um, they should. I could hit something. That'd be nice. We were just in Verdancia. Do you, do you miss home? Yeah, I mean, I try not to think about it, but this is well. No, it hasn't. It's not the longest I've ever been from home, but it's weird. Got used to feeling responsible for a place to have no idea what's happening to it is a little scary. When I was um going through all that in the Feywild and especially in that last well second last fight inside that like evil ice titan thing and going down and thinking about how Brawly went down and we had to get her back I don't know during that like canoe ride over when I was on Fern and holding on to Brawly I was thinking about that whole chapter and I was thinking about you mentioning your own relations with um, the Eldrazi, with um, those like specialized assassins and stuff. And that's not something we've ever like fully pressed into, but at some point, if you ever wanted to talk about it and what you went through, I'd be happy to just listen. She like subconsciously like rubs the back of her neck. Um, yeah, I... Uh... There's a reason I like to keep my brain busy and keep my hands busy and downtime memories creep in. You don't always want them to, but I appreciate it. Well, how about one more night where 
bad memories don't creep in and we just enjoy this quiet forest. Sounds good. You, um, you're very observant. You kind of know what's going on and I'll like glance over at Raleigh sleeping and then back at her. Did I miss something? I feel like I missed something. What I'm trying to say is you're very observant, but um, maybe you're not aware. I just wanted you to know, especially with what we went through. You're my best friend. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll punch you very weakly in the shoulder. I'll punch you, a little, <laughs> punch you a little harder. And then I'll just put my head on you. Back at you, man. I'll just put my head on you. Remember what I said about not fucking shit up? Mostly I just remember you saying not dying. Yeah. Don't wait too long. That's all. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I missed a really good moment. There'll be more options, more opportunities. Just don't let them all go by. That's all. Okay. And I'll watch the forest real, real quiet. Yeah. It's a quiet night. It's peaceful. It's nice. And nothing untoward comes spookily out of the dark. And you begin to see the sky above change um, about two hours into your watch. Um, you begin to see light break and you realize you guys are kind of a little um, you went to sleep a little late a little off schedule a little off schedule you can see the beginning of daybreak starting to crest as your watch comes to an end you can tell Sunrise is just around the corner. Oh my god, you're right. Seeing the day change is amazing. Told you. That whole like perpetual dusk thing. I just still picture Hondo on the beach in the fading light, dancing rhythmically to the music. I mean, it was awesome. It's like the best time of day, but it's very disorienting. That day, it felt like 12 days. So All right, let's wake someone up. We wake up Brawly, Lavender, Cord or Hondo again. Don't wake up Hondo again. That's mean. I'll go wake up Gord. Okay. I'll just snuggle down to sleep. <laughs> Actually, I'll wake up Lav. Shake Lav. Wake up! What? It's your turn for watch with, uh, with Gord. Okay. Only Scott would voluntarily play two characters in a moment. <laughs> so, one man improv show. I'll less, uh, I'll gently wake up Gord more gently than Hondo woke up Valentine. Do you say anything or you just Gord? tap his helmet? 
I dink dink on his helmet. I tap my sword on his helmet, so it makes a tinking noise. Your turn, buddy. Sun's coming up. This is the way. (laughs) Sure. Nice to be home, at least. Or did you like that place? I didn't mind it. It was cool. It was, like, kind of fucked up, right? Like, everything's just... Like, none of it felt real. What even is real anymore? Fuck, why are you so fucking smart? Okay, I'm going to bed. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Um, As Gord waits, Lavender's there. Gord, may I draw you? Of course. Lavender, start drawing him. Lavender watches as Gord sits pensively, um, though no facial tics give away. Gord, as you um, wake up and kind of come to consciousness, um, watching your friends fall back asleep and continue to sleep and dry you, You feel a creeping cold Mm -hmm. in your mind, just at the stem, right at the stem of your your neck and your brain and your your head, right just above the base of your helmet, and it slowly inches up and around, kind of inside your helmet. You can feel it slowly working its way up around the crest of your head, and then down, and then just just drips over your eye and then kind of sweeps back up and around and into one of your ears that are kind of folded around as your helmet kind of holds it down and it's you feel this cold like worm inching its way across your head and then within your ear and you hear Do not forget our deal. You've been gone for some time. Denebrius waits for no man. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. As you all return home to travel to Endora and see what lies next on your journey, you have roughly about two weeks to the next full moon, two weeks to get to Castirian, two weeks for this next ritual or seal the threat of hell on your doorstep. A final How dare you end there? How dare you end there? (laughs) And the ever-hanging threat of whatever Tenebrius may be. We'll pick up there next time. You know what terrifies me most about that is that you said said something in the past that Carval is going towards Tenebrius. Ugh. 
none of the people know. Again. None of the people know what we went through. No idea. Prediction: We will be fighting Gord at some point in the future, <laughs> buddy. Since like Ep two, I've been picturing that. Because <laughs> before he was even a warlock. <laughs> yeah. We did fight Gord in like yeah. episode three, two or three. No, I mean, it was early on. Everyone was still learning what to do with their character. <laughs> it's going to be a fight to the death, and Valentine will be Hey, hey! I would never defeat my sweet you prince. Have to. It will be you or him that dies. Life or death. Then we both go down together. We ride together, we die together. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Join us next time as the Wildcards return to Endora with news, good and bad, and embark on their next adventure. There'll be a new episode up every Tuesday, so stay tuned, but until then, keep exploring.